Hello, I'm Sarah Simi and this is Pull Out. Uh, today's magazine is OK and Hi magazine. Um, it's from October the 2nd, 1976, and we're back to 10p. I think we went up and now we've gone back down, <laughs> so that's good. Um, some of the strap lines on the front cover are Barry Sheen, he's gorgeous in colour, not in black and white, as we've covered before. Um, is your dream man just a dream? We've got some advice. And smart and tartan. Lovely wordplay there, which is obviously some lovely smashing fashion inside, which I'm guessing is going to be tartan based. So let's look forward to that. Um, the inside front cover is um, a nice big colour picture of a girl holding up a four leaf clover. Uh, which says wishing won't help you get rid of your spots, um, Swiss biofacial will. So that's good to know, isn't it? So, yes, it's got all sorts of things that help you with your spots. So, yeah, anyway, nice 70s image there. So cracking on, as I we like to do, going straight into Hotline, the biggest, hottest, most up-to-the-minute news and gossip around. Um, as I've said, not really gossip but just a weird assortment of weird things. The weirdest one, and I have to say this is right up there with the weirdest thing I've ever picked out, um, is this. It's headlined, Would You Believe It? <laughs> and I swear to you, this is all it is. I swear. Biscuit is a 12-week-old penguin, <laughs> and the poor darling is really quite baffled. He started life with rickets. It's not funny. He's not even sure he's a penguin and he is being taught to swim with the help of a rubber ring. Poor Biscuit. That's it. I promise you, that's it. There's no picture of a penguin. <laughs> There's no pictures of penguins. It doesn't say where the penguin is. It doesn't say where the penguin lives. There's no backstory. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever read. <laughs> This is about, um, this is some gossip about somebody that works at OK and High magazine called Karen. And there's a picture of her, I believe, in the OK and High magazine office because she's got lots of OK magazines behind her. So this is some gossip about her. But unless you know her, not really that interesting. But I'm going to read it out. Karen's fed up travelling to and from Northampton every day. It costs a fortune. But she's determined not to leave us all at OK. So she's saving her train fare and moving down to London instead. And at the moment, she's tramping around looking for a flat. I want to live in Fulham or Chelsea. Man, wouldn't we all? <laughs> I think 1976 was the only time you could have lived, afforded to have lived there. Oh, in case I bump into Butch Wilkins. <laughs> that you do. And I wouldn't mind David Essex as a landlord either. Any offers? <laughs> oh dear. Um, this is, um, I just wanted to pick this out because normally I pick out how fab um, um, some of the 70s illustrations are. And, um, but this one is absolute 
absolutely terrible. It's one of the worst illustrations I've ever seen in my life. And they both look like they've got kind of weird broken necks. <laughs> anyway, it's an illustration for uh, Marks and Spencer's knitwear, which is um, a cream toggle jacket. Um, yeah, really weird. Really, really terrible illustration. Uh, and finally on the gossip page is... Um, there's a picture of Elton John <laughs> with a ridiculous wig on. Um, and it just says, let's hair it for Elton. You don't want to believe everything you read. That's what Elton reckons anyway. He's fed up with the constant newspaper reports that he's had a, that he's had a hair transplant. I'd like to end all those rumours once and for all about me having a hair transplant. He told us crossly, it's just not true. Yeah, I, he's obviously taking the mickey as there is a picture of him with ridiculous, ridiculous big wig on. Anyway, that's the end of the gossip. Right, I'm on to a quiz, which is how romantic are you? Um, there, it's it's not the most exciting of quiz, but I'll just pick out a few. Number three, just because the, this, the particular use of word made me laugh. Number three. You're walking home with him one night when you pass the corporation gardens. Ooh, I love the corporation garden. He jumps over the low wall and comes back in a flash with a corporation red rose. <laughs> what do you do? A. Feel horrified and tell him it's stealing. B. Wear it in your hair. Or C. Examine it for green fly. <laughs> see what's this got to do with anyway, number four what's your favorite reading matter a the morning paper b historical novels or c true confession magazines that sounds a bit saucy number five it's a really lovely weekend the sun is shining and being in town seems like such a shame he suggests that you just take off for the day somewhere where do you go anywhere lonely beautiful picturesque and peaceful lonely isn't really much for a seller is it <laughs> somewhere lonely b the nearest seaside resort or c don't go because you've already planned out the day <laughs> i assuming that's not being romantic right, number seven <laughs> this was his bit love and marriage go together like a a horse and carriage b bread and butter see butterflies on a summer's day <laughs> oh, i'm sure we all know how romantic we are now um on to the next page is um looking great the okay way it's about getting fresh <laughs> it's about how to wash <laughs> which i found um slightly odd um there's some nice uh again some nice 70s illustration there's a nice 70s illustration of a lady in the shower which is nice um and also a, another 70s illustration of a lady putting body lotion on both of which are lovely um there's this one that i don't know it just took me back this is when the heat's turned on. Now you're sparkling clean. Pamper your skin with lots of body lotion to keep it silky, soft and subtle. <laughs> subtle. Um, Johnson's baby lotion will do the trick or something similar. Uh, yeah, that was a weird thing when we used baby's lotion on us. 
right here. This one is um, oh, a sweet sensation is finally something to make him come closer. When the heat's on at a party or a disco, stick to a light perfume, such as If by Boots, Blase by Max Factor, or Charlie by Revlon. Oh, Charlie by Revlon. I'm sure that takes us away. Uh, the, other, just the last thing I wanted to pick out from this article, <laughs> because I can't believe that we didn't have shower gel. <laughs> I kid you not. So this is about <laughs> how to wash yourself. A bath, shower or a really good wash <laughs> goes without saying. It uh, goes without saying in any weather, but what you, what you use when you're having a splash is important too. One of the freshest soaps around <laughs> must be shield. Oh, shield. And it helps prevent body odour too. If you usually have a shower, try Bon Bell's 2000 Super Shower. It's like taking a bubble bath standing up. You mean shower gel. <laughs> if your skin is on the sensitive side, try Simple Soap or Johnson's Baby Soap. I told you, lots of using baby products on yourself. <laughs> Anyway, it did make me laugh oh, the days before shower gel. Um, I've picked out a story. I don't usually, um, but I couldn't get over the premise of this one. And so I've picked it out. It's a story about fog. <laughs> it really is a story about fog. It's all based. It's all fog based. Um, I'll just read out some of it. I won't bore you with all of it because it does drone on. Um, <laughs> but it's basically about a girl going to meet her date in the fog. <laughs> I reached the bus stop without falling over anything, only to be told by someone that the buses had been taken off because of the fog. <laughs> so with a sigh, I set off to walk. And it was still fun, still unusual, still exciting. I've never thought about walking in the fog as that. I even had time to think about Robin and how we just finished, and about Mike and how we just started. So then she <laughs> she meets up with Mike in the fog. Um, so a little bit later on, <laughs> it gets to. It was lovely just to be loved again, and I told myself it wasn't the wrong boy that I wasn't even going to think of Robin, and yet I thought of him as I thought it. Mike let me go and held me away from him, looking at me. What's the matter? I asked. Fog suits you. <laughs> he said, a smile on his face. Suits me? Well, the mist has kind of settled on your hair a little, and there are tiny drops of water catching the light. You're all sparkling. I raised a hand, but he stopped me. No, don't brush the drops away. They're beautiful. So are you. <laughs> what a charmer. So I stood there. Robin had never said anything like that. I didn't think any boy ever had. No, I don't suppose any boys ever compared a girl to fog. <laughs> You're not cold, he asked. No, not at all. 
you look warm, actually. I am. And happy? I'm happy. Mike didn't know about Robin, but he knew <laughs> that there'd been someone and that it hadn't been long ago. We started to walk away together. Any plans? I asked. Club? Coffee bar? Pictures? <laughs> Who cares? As long as I'm with you and you're with me. Won't they be closed on a night like this? <laughs> What's wrong with tonight? He asked. He was quite happy with the fog as <laughs> happy with the fog <laughs> well, with everything as it was nothing strong i said and i slipped my hand into his it wasn't my <laughs> it wasn't my first date with mike but it felt like the first real one and when it came to an end i'd almost forgotten my doubts and then it goes on a bit <laughs> she whatever she gets home and says to <laughs> And it says to someone called Gwen, who I don't know who Gwen is. That's not explained. But at the end, it says, uh, well, <laughs> so tell me, said Gwen. Uh, well, you see, there's a boy. <laughs> there always is. And his name's Mike. And we had a date in the fog. <laughs> well, we didn't know it was going to be foggy. And we looked at each other and burst out laughing. <laughs> and she said she was glad. As we went into the kitchen, I glanced in the wall mirror and saw my hair. And there were the last bright, shiny crystals of fog. <laughs> that were gradually dissolving. <laughs> I can't believe our story is about fog. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over that as long as I live. Oh dear. And I, I forgot to say actually the title of the story was That Night in the Fog. And, and um, they've done the most fabulous 70s writing um, in the middle of the page to, <laughs> to get the feeling of fog. So that's lovely. I don't think I shall ever read a fog-based story again. <laughs> um as I've turned over, I've gone straight into the letters page, um, uh, which is letters, swap shop, that kind of thing. Um, you can write in little notes to people. Uh, picked out a couple. <laughs> picked out a couple. This one just for, oh, this is perfect. Uh, normally the, the letters are fairly dull and I don't read them, but this one just made me laugh. Burning it at both ends. Last week, my boyfriend and I were having a real royal argument and we were in full swing when he suddenly lit up a cigarette and I burst into a fit of laughter. <laughs> he'd been in such a temper that he'd lit up the wrong end. You should have seen his face. Mind you, at least it stopped us arguing. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely, amusing cigarette story. <laughs> This is your messages where you can just write random stuff in. Um, things like to old blue eyes, green eyes will always love you wherever you may be. Um, but this one, I thought there's a backstory to this that I really want to know. This one is to Keith Moon's roadie. Thanks to Keith Moon's roadie, Bruce and David, the two Americans, and Bob Harris for a great night. Exactly. You thinking what I'm thinking. 
Not forgetting, of course, the greatest rock and roll band, The Who. And that's from Jill and Angela. What did Jill and Angela get up to? Let's not dwell. Um, and also, I just wanted to read out the swap shop. Um, the swap shop's got such fab writing. Um, anyway, the swap shop uh, today is I would like to swap my brown leather wedges, size three and a half, platform three and a half, heel six inches. Goodness, aren't they high? Um, for any David Essex LP. <laughs> First right, Kate Thomas, 39 Nina Street, Eastern Bristol. Good. And then the next one is slightly unpleasant. I'd like to swap BCR LP, Bay City Rollers, uh, rolling for Gary Glitters, Remember Me This Way. Must be in very good condition. I do hope she kept the Bay City Rollers <laughs> record. Uh, it's Elaine James, 20 Jutland House, Flaxman Road, Camberwell, London, SE5. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, I have moved on to 20 ways to give him the push. <laughs> um, I hope we're not really taking too many of these seriously, because if we are, they're a worry. So let me crack on. I'm just going to pick out a few. Um, number three, put lots of open safety pins through the back of your brass trap. So when Mr. Smoothie tries to undo it, he gets the final message. Oh, dear, that sounded very final, didn't it? The final message. <laughs> um, number five, fix him um, a cosy goodnight drink. <laughs> it will be goodbye for certain after he drinks this. Two parts cold tea one part stale wine and the remains of the water you've just washed up in. <laughs> Number six, take your teddy bear out with you everywhere you go. I'm not sure. I don't know how that gets rid of him. I don't know. Uh, number seven is, <clears throat> oh dear, mm, this is a bit... Make big sexy eyes at all his best friends and flirt with his dad. <laughs> That'll annoy him. I'm not sure that's necessary just to get rid of him. But uh, <laughs> Number nine, pretend you've never seen him before in your life and when he tries to grab you, get the nearest sexy dish to save you. I don't think that means food, by the way. Um, number 10 <clears throat> give him a style Kojak would be envious of while he's asleep even down to the poor guy's eyebrows <laughs> so they're suggesting you shave his head and eyebrows while he's asleep I think that's abuse <laughs> um, <laughs> number 13 say that you're dying to have kids if he still wants to marry you tell him you've seen a lovely engagement ring for £500 Dead cert, that one. <laughs> Number 15. Line the side of the sofa with drawing pins, tacks and nails so that when he decides he'd like to have a cosy night in, he's in for a sensation he'll never forget. <laughs> Things are getting weirder. Um, 18. Run your fingers gently up and down his back like you always used to, but this time with a raggy nail. <laughs> That'll just tear him apart, literally. God, they are getting worse. No, this one was my favourite. 
excite him nicely when you're waiting for the bus home? How do you excite someone nicely? <laughs> anyway, excite him nicely when you're waiting for the bus home. And then get oh, and then get the police to arrest him for molesting him in public. That's really awful. And then lastly, tell him your new boyfriend is Mick Russell or Rick Skye. That should do the trick. I don't know who they are. Therefore, I don't know how that will help. <laughs> oh, dear. Over on to the next couple of pages is the tartan fashion that was highlighted on the front cover. Um, there's some lovely tartan fashion. Pretty tartan heavy, really. I'd forgotten just how popular tartan was in the 70s. Anyway, that's lovely smart and tartan. <laughs> um, lovely. Uh, now, we've done this before, so we're going to do it again, which is Rick's Rules. Rick Rules, okay. <laughs> oh, there's some strange ones in here. This is sort of gossipy bits about um, famous people, singers. I suppose it should be rock singers, but I can't say that it is. Um, this is <laughs> this is about Errol Brown and it's headlined Carnal Pleasure. Um, don't worry, not as bad as it seems. Uh, there's a nice picture of Errol, Errol Brown there singing. Um, so, Carnal, Carnal Pleasure. Errol Brown's got a new love in his life and surprise, surprise, it's a car. It's a beautiful metallic green Cadillac that I fell in love with the minute I saw it, Errol confessed. It's such a change from the ordinary cars I used to drive because it's the Rolls Royce of American cars. It's got push buttons for ev absolutely everything. Even the seats move every imaginable way at just the push of a button. Oh, so it's pretty good for backseat manoeuvres. Oh, I wish I'd read that bit. <laughs> In fact, I loved it so much I wrote my current song about it. And now the single success is paying for the car. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, Lord. This is one uh, a bit about David Bowie. David Bowie is really featured a lot. David Bowie and Elton John really come up a lot. Uh, this is a little bit about, uh, about David Bowie. Bowie's bin. Can you imagine that snappy, trendy dresser David Bowie look, looks in dustbins for clothes? Well, it's true. He really did do it, though it was back when David was in his teens. I used to search around very fashionable shopping areas, not at all touristy. Most of the clothes there were made by very smart Italian guys with expensive taste. So if a pair of trousers had so much as a button missing, they'd throw them away because they never sold wrongly finished clothes. If you bothered, you could pick up whole outfits dead easy. Wonder if they could fit me up. I'm not sure any of that was true. <laughs> um, and lastly, on the Rick Rules page, this is um, I don't know. Just I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> uh, this is charming. There's one thing that I'm never without. Bill Nelson of Bebop Deluxe told me the other day and that's the seagull chain that I wear around my neck I even keep it on when I'm having a bath <laughs> and it's been really lucky for me too 
I certainly needed it in the States because some of the plane rides were very shaky. <laughs> and I thought I'd definitely need it on some of those scary rides in Disneyland. <laughs> but I was wrong. It's just like Blackpool. <laughs> oh my god, he couldn't have been singularly any more unimpressed with America. Um, I was wrong. It's just like Blackpool. And so many of the rides are made by the same manufacturer. I've been on them a million times before up north. <laughs> What's that got to do with the seagull necklace? I'm very confused about <laughs> that whole letter. That whole lot. It's just weird. Okay. I just quickly wanted to pick out, I'm not going to read it well, but just you could vote for your favourite things. They're calling them the OK Oscars. Um, and for once, somebody has actually filled it out, um, which is quite fun. Uh, I think they've pushed the boundaries a little bit because uh, one of them is like, who is yours? So you have to vote for like your favourite female pop star, your favourite group, favourite TV star. And under Sexy Sky, they've put Jim and Midge of Slit. That's Midgeur, by the way. But she, they've chosen two, which I'm not sure that that's correct. Favourite film actor, uh, their favourite was Robert Redford. <laughs> their favourite TV star is Paul Michael Glazer. And their favourite TV show is Starsky and Hutch. I probably would have agreed with all of that during that time. <laughs> we're moving on to super guys which is as you may have remembered um someone called sally getting a bit horny over various different men really um so this one is <laughs> this one is i take it all back um yeah so she's just picked out various different <laughs> just different men um Anyway, we'll see who this is about. The other week, I was moaning that I've only seen one good-looking bloke on the tube all year. Perhaps I've been walking around with my eyes closed. I don't know. But I was getting pretty depressed about the standard of British blokes until I was introduced to Brian King. And then I had to eat my words, literally. Brian is a chef. He told me that his first job was in the BBC dining room. Can you imagine cooking lunch for all your favourite stars? Uh, Brian says he got into catering via a hitchhiking tour around Europe. I'd gone away for a month, and when I was in Norway, I met some guy from Paris who'd spent some time working in hotels there. Anyway, I've always been interested in cookery, so I decided to take a two-year course, and I haven't looked back. Mm, how about inviting me around for dinner, Brian? <laughs> Sally's right on it, isn't she? <laughs> Um, I don't know who he is. And I don't really know why why he featured him. He's just, perhaps he's sort of early Gordon Ramsay. I'm not sure. Um, this is about <laughs> uh, Alvin Stardust. There's a nice picture of Alvin Stardust with his characteristic hair. We don't hear much of Alvin Stardust these days, but the other day he was raving about his popularity abroad. <laughs> I was invited to appear <laughs> as the international guest star for the Polish Sopot Festival. But unfortunately, I had to write back and say I didn't think I'd be able to make it as I'd already been booked to appear somewhere else on those dates. 
So I was absolutely astounded when I got a letter from the organiser saying that they'd changed the dates of the festival just so that I could attend. Quite a compliment, don't you think? Well, Finn, Hanfin's really plugging himself there, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, there's a fashion feature about belts. Um, I really love the graphics. Again, it's all illustration, no photography. I really want to find out why. But anyway, absolutely love the illustration for this. Um, different ones. There's there's the um, uh, there's jute belt ties. There's zip ties. There's oh man, a glittery, sparkly one. Um, a red and white leather belt with a toggle fastening. Um, yeah, all a very nice selection of belts and all featured on purple jeans, which I particularly enjoyed. Well, we're on to fancy that the column when boys talk about the girls. <laughs> uh, this one is a nice picture of it's David Dono. It's a picture of him in obviously in a photo booth, black and white photo booth. Nice. So let's hear what he thinks about girls. Going to be interesting as ever. Our fancy man this week is David Dono, who tells me he's 20 and was born in Italy, but later came to live over here in dear old England. David's a trained dental technician and he has big blue eyes and blonde hair, which by all accounts goes down well with us girls. When he's finished work, he enjoys playing tennis and show jumping. And he's even got his own horse. But believe me, I'm not always riding and playing tennis. My number one hobby is taking girls out, he smiled. I like girls with bubbly personalities and I like girls who wear feminine clothes. <laughs> you know, smart skirts and shirts. I don't mind girls in jeans either, though. Oh, cheers. What would I wear on a date? Oh, that depends on where we're going, but usually something smart and casual. <laughs> that covers it all, doesn't it? So we asked what's the main attraction when he sees us young ladies walking down the road. No doubt about it on this one. Legs and figures. <laughs> but I don't like girls who have bad tempers and are always in moods. Or girls who bite their nails. That's so unsightly. And I can't understand why some girls plaster their skin with tons of makeup. My last hate. Oh, he's running through them now, aren't they? My last hate is girls who smoke. I really hate taking a girl out who puffs away at a fag all night. <laughs> um, talking of taking girls out, we wondered what David thought of girls asking fellas out. Love it. Great. Well, there's no beating around the bush with that one, is there? And as soon as he drawn breath, he was off again. I'd like to get married, but not yet. I don't object to living together, although I'm not too sure I'd go ahead and do it. Deep down, I don't feel it's the right thing for me to do somehow. I can't explain why. I know a lot of girls think I expect a lot of them, but my future wife would have to have a lovely, lively personality, dress sense and expensive taste too. Also, oh, jeez, I like sensible girls who are faithful and good cooks because I just love my food. Well, I think David's asking for quite a lot, isn't he? I tell you, though, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't like seeing girls working as barmaids. <laughs> I don't think women should do that kind of work. They should stick to secretarial jobs. <laughs> I don't think I'd like my wife to work because I think wives should be dependent on their husbands. Anyway, if we both worked, we'd never see each other. <laughs> Well, that's a good reason for women not to have independence. <laughs> uh, we'd be too separated and I wouldn't want that kind of marriage. It would be like not being married. Another thing. God, I'm really sick of Dave and you. Another thing. There are so many lovely looking girls around. But as soon as they start giggling, that's it. I just don't want to know. <laughs> giggling is such an annoying habit and it really jars my nerves. And I don't like, oh, for Christ's sake. And I don't like girls who flirt with fellas. There's definitely a big difference between being friendly and flirting. No, my girl would certainly have to be a one-man girl and be happy just being with me. Any offers? I'm, I'm just about to crack on with the problem page, obviously my favourite. I just wanted to pick up another really awful illustration, which is um, Letter to the Boy I Love. But it's just got another absolutely horrific illustration on it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to pick it out because normally they're so good, but that one really is terrible. Okay, on to the problem page. Uh, oh, there's lots to enjoy in this one. <laughs> uh, right, this one is, we've got Dear Helen, which is more like, problems and then we've got dear pat um, which is more the um sort of biological <laughs> problems <laughs> oh, we can enjoy them both today okay let's crack on dear helen my mum has can i just say oh, this escalates quickly my mum has remarried and my stepfather has a 17-year-old son who took me to a party a few months ago. I got a bit drunk and coming home in the car, he made a pass at me and I just couldn't stop him. Now I found out that I'm pregnant. I told you it escalated quickly. And I know that my mum and stepfather will be furious. My stepbrother knows I'm pregnant, but he just ignores me now. What am I going to do? I just don't know where to turn. <laughs> The first thing you're going to have to do is to try and talk to your stepbrother. He's probably just as scared as you are, but he must see that you've both got to share the responsibility. I don't think that your mum and stepfather will come down heavily on you and just ignore your stepbrother's part in the affair. So at least any initial anger they feel will be shared between the two of you. I'd also suggest that you see a doctor, a welfare officer and a social services department or someone at a youth advisory centre because all of these people can help you to break the news to your parents and help you cope with the problems associated with pregnancy. What you mustn't do is try and handle your problem alone. There are lots of people who will help you, even if your stepbrother won't. And if you get this help, you'll find things aren't half so unsolvable. Unsolv oh, dear, oh Lord. Can't help but wonder what happened there. This made me laugh because I can't imagine it being in a teenage girls' magazine now. Dear Helen, can you please tell me how I can set about becoming a nun? <laughs> I 
any information you could give me would be gratefully received. <laughs> ah. Helen says, if you're seriously thinking about entering a religious order, whether Roman Catholic or Protestant, the best person to go for advice would be your parish priest or vicar. It's a big step to enter a convent, you don't say. Although not a permanent one until you take your final vow, so you need to think things out carefully. It is for this reason that you must discuss your plans in depth with someone who knows all about how to become a nun and the life you'll lead as a nun. Also, I would imagine that your priest or vicar knows you as an individual too, so he will be able to give you some very specific advice. Yeah, just in case you wanted to become a nun, now you know. Now you know how. Oh, next one. Dear Helen, no one can help me with my problem, so I hope you can. I'm 17 and I'm in love with a TV personality who I met a few months ago. Oh, don't you want to know who it is? He writes to me regularly, but only as a friend. I've told him that I'm in love with him, and he has told me that he has a girlfriend at the moment. Do you think I have a chance of being his girlfriend? I know he'll keep writing to me as a friend, but my mother says it's just a crush. Oh, do you think she's made the whole letter up? Do you think maybe he doesn't exist at all? I, I, if it's true, I want to know which TV personality is writing to her. <laughs> It's quite possible that your feelings are more than just the normal crush a girl gets on a TV or film personality. After all, you've met him and you write to him regularly. But there is a tremendous amount of glamour attached to the job this man does, and maybe that has a lot to do with your attraction. I reckon the best way to play things in the same way that you would with any other boy, and that's not to push things too hard. Don't get too anxious about your friend. Try to play it cool, if you can, and who knows what the future might bring. Friendships often develop into deeper relationships. Yeah. Well, I really want to know who that was more than anything. <laughs> now, if you happen to have a drink in your hand, I want you to take a drink every time I say Graham. <laughs> uh, for the next letter and answer, every time I say Graham, Take a drink. His mum wants him home early. I'm 17 and I've been going out with Graham, who's 16, for three years and we love each other. The problem is Graham's mother insists he's home by 9.45 every night and 10 o'clock on Saturdays. You see, Graham's brother never stayed out late, so she thinks that Graham should get home early too. And that's that. It's not Graham's fault, but it still makes me mad with him sometimes because it's so stupid. How many drinks? Drunk yet? Next one. Here's the answer. It may not be much help to say this, but I agree that Graham's mother is being a bit unreasonable. However, maybe she's worried about Graham's health or his studies. If this is the case, all Graham can do is show her that neither will suffer if he stays out late occasionally. Meanwhile, Graham's getting older and I reckon it won't be long before his mum sees the sense in letting him stay out a bit longer. Hey! I don't know how many that was. <laughs> but um, completely unnecessary use of the name Graham throughout. Um, so we're just going to move on now to um, Dear Pat's letters, which are the... Um, 
<laughs> yes, slightly more magical. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, Anna. this one, um, this one just made me laugh. I've um, <laughs> it really made me laugh. But it's just like it seems quite odd in in a teenage girls magazine. Anyway, dear Pat, I've had bunions on both feet for two and a half years now, and they're bothering me. Is there an 80-year-old has written in? I've heard about treatment that you can do yourself, but I don't know anything about it. Can you help me? Uh, Pat says, a bunion is a painful condition in which the bone, usually of the big toe, has grown out of line, and the most common cause is pressure from ill-fitting shoes. For this reason, home treatment isn't possible except to wear shoes that fit well and to wear a protective pad inside your shoe. You can buy this pad from a chemist or get one made from a chiropodist. <laughs> I suggest that you see your doctor or get proper treatment from a chiropodist, though. Most young people don't think about their feet, but if you ill-treat them now, you'll have even more trouble when you're older. The Consumers Association have a very good book dealing with problems of the feet called care of the feet <laughs> an exciting title and if you write to them at 14 buckingham street london wc2 they'll send you information <laughs> oh you can get all the information you need about bunions that's love um this one is kind of weird not really in the sense of of the problem but well anyway dear pat i have been told by the hospital that it's unlikely that i'll ever be able to have children because three years ago i had to have one of my kidneys removed and the treatment damaged my ovaries i'm worried now how i'll tell a boy this and whether oh and whether it will stop him from marrying me also, will boys think I'm easy because I can't get pregnant? Oh, what a question. Um, Pat says, I'm sorry to hear that you not, might not be able to have children of your own, but this is not definite. And lots of women with similar problems to yours have been able to have their own babies thanks to modern medical knowledge. However, if you can't have babies, that isn't something that should put off a man who really loves you. People don't just get married so that they can have children. They get married first because they love each other and want to be together. And children are an added bonus. Oh, dear. What? Oh, lastly, she says, as for boys thinking you're easy because you might not be able to become pregnant. That's up to you. There's no particular reason for them to know in the first place, is there? So fair fellas will go out with you for what you are, not for what you will be. Um, this is... Oh, dear. Dear Pat, if I wore a tampon during sexual intercourse, would it act as an effective contraception? <laughs> now I'm no doctor. I am going to say no. <laughs> I'm assuming that Pat will agree with me. A tampon is a sort of plug of cotton wool, which is designed to absorb the discharges you have during menstruation, not to prevent sperm penetrating into the womb. The act of sexual intercourse would probably push the tampon further into the vagina, but it would provide no barrier against sperm entering the womb. Therefore, to use a tampon as a contraceptive would be very uncomfortable and as bad as using no contraception at all. I would suggest that you get expert advice about contraception from your own doctor, your local FPA Family Planning Association. Oh, and lastly, for the, 
for the letters. The um, question is perfectly valid, but the answer's really quite horrible. <laughs> so I thought I'd read it out. Dear Pat, I have a few stretch marks on the tops of my legs. And when I went on holiday, I kept them covered up as I think they look awful. Could you please suggest some creams or anything that will get rid of them? Also, if in future I try to get a suntan, would that cover them? OK, so that's, you know, reasonable question. <laughs> Pat's a bit full on with the answer. Stretch marks can look unattractive, I'm afraid. And that's a fact of life. Lots of girls have to face if you have just a few I doubt if they're all that noticeable and it's possible that you're, that you're worrying unnecessarily I'm afraid the only treatment for stretch marks is time they do fade eventually <laughs> and sometimes only leave small scar lines which don't show too much cover up cosmetics may work may well work for you and are worth trying but suntan doesn't act in the same way I'm afraid it simply makes the scars even more noticeable Oh, Pat, you are dreary. <laughs> you could always told her not to worry too much about them. Anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. Finally, then, we're on to the back page. And which this time, <laughs> this time is for Nikini pads. I don't know if I pronounced that right. But anyway, basically, you can you could dare to do all manner of exercises if you're wearing this particular pad during your period. You'll be able to do leg swings, <laughs> um, pedaling on your back. I don't know why you would do that. Um, bending down with your legs apart, getting at the bottom of a filing cabinet, filing cabinet or fridge. Anyway, that's something that you can do <laughs> all while wearing a bikini pad. Perhaps we can all try that later. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. That was OK and I'm like October the 2nd, 1976. And I'll see you next time. Bye.